Hey leaders, thanks for listening to our podcast. So whether you've had a great year and you're looking forward to that momentum taking you into next year, or you haven't had a great year and you're not exactly sure why, mapping out your direction for next year is super important. And obviously we call that strategic planning. Sometimes though, asking yourself the questions to reflect on what happened last year and then what you want to do next year can be really hard. So we created an assessment at compassleadership.coach called the Momentum Map. So if you just go to our website and look for the Momentum map button, you can click on that and get started right away, clarifying where you were last year and what you want to do next year. It's super simple and super easy and gets you moving in the direction that you need to go with clarity. We'll even send you a personalized plan to help you next quarter. So check out compassleadership.coach or click on the link in the description. And now on with the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Construction Talk. I'm Jeremy Yoder, your host, brought to you by compassleadership.coach, and uh, glad that you're here with me today. Um, today, I will be giving my story and kind of the whys behind Real Construction Talk and, and Compass Leadership also, but um, really this podcast and why we started it, and a little bit about my history and, and where I come from and the whys behind this whole thing. So. Uh, thanks again for being here and uh, and for being a part of this podcast. If uh, you've been around for a little bit and you've listened to some of our podcasts, you'll see we have um, an eclectic group of people that we've brought on, um, some in leadership in the construction industry. Um, and, uh, and now I'm going to be giving a couple uh, podcasts of my heart and why we're doing this and um, also kind of uh, the structure behind the why, you know, what, what Compass Leadership has anything to do with this and, and why that's happening too. So today it's a little bit about me and uh, I might be a little bit vulnerable and I hope that's all right um, because it's going to have to be. <laughs> so the name like Yoder, um, obviously I come from an Amish Mennonite background. If you're from the Midwest or maybe Canada uh, and you've heard of the name Yoder, uh, you kind of associate that with um, the Amish Mennonite background. And yes, I do come from that background. My mother grew up Amish, horse and buggy Amish. So no electricity, no running water until later on uh, in the probably 90s. And then um, my dad grew up um, conservative Mennonite or some called black bumper Mennonite, which means they had cars, but everything was painted black. Um, and then when my mother left the Amish when she was 18 and married my dad, uh, they became a Mennonite uh, and they uh, they were general general conference Mennonite. I guess that's the flavor um, of Mennonite. So but so I grew up normal. I went to normal high school, um, you know, uh, normal clothes and, and all the things. It just uh, uh, wasn't too different. Um, so that's kind of me and that's kind of how I grew up. So a couple of things that I learned growing up that kind of made me who I am was that, uh, my mom was the oldest of 17. So she had 16 siblings. My dad had 11 siblings. And so out of the 27 of my aunts and uncles, most of them worked with their hands, very hard workers. And, in those communities, that's just what you did. Uh, you would go to about eighth grade and then you would go to work on the farm. Or as you got older, maybe you could go to work at a trailer factory and make a little bit more money or, or you had a bigger farm or, 
or whatever, but, or you would work in the trades and you do construction. Uh, a lot of my uncle, a few of my uncles did construction or tree trimming um, and, and things like that and still do. Most of them are working with their hands still. Um, I was the first one in my family on my mom's side to even think of college. <laughs> so uh, it was interesting um, to, to say the least to grow up around that family and those family traditions. So what I learned was that you had to work hard. There's just no, there's no question. You just have to work hard. And um, in that, uh, it, it instilled this work ethic in me, but I kind of went to the other side of, I want to play sports. I want to do things that I like, like music. I want to do things that are working with my hands as much. And I ironically found myself working with my hands early in my working career, um, built fences, um, and put in polyvinyl fence, uh, worked in framing for a season, um, then was a field construction manager for a housing organization. So helped build houses and QC houses and things like that. Um, so I've been around the trades and in the trades also. Uh, as I got older, got into other positions and got into music, which was always my thing. Always wanted to do music. Um, so I learned early on that you have to work hard. Uh, but a couple things in that, in that family is that in, in the Amish Mennonite thing is that you, you never get praised for things that you do. And so I grew up pretty like in an environment with my, I knew my parents loved me. I knew they cared about me at least, you know, duh. But, um, when I did great things, it was never way to go. It was like, well, could have you done better too? You know? <laughs> So there was always that, which made me strive to want to be noticed, um, which kind of made me do things that probably weren't the best or to my pride kind of rose up because the whole thing was like, if you praise somebody, they could get prideful. Well, it kind of was the opposite effect for me. I didn't get praised. And so I was prideful. <laughs> Ironic how that happens. And then number two, if there's a conflict or you have a conflict with somebody, you kind of shove it under the carpet. You don't really talk about it or get it out. Um, and that's, that was hard for me too. Uh, I just want to get things out. Um, they usually came out in blowups where it just boom. And then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> it's bad news and everybody's mad at each other. Um, but for the most part, you just didn't talk about it or you talked behind their back and that was not healthy either. So there was a little passive aggressiveness happening uh, in that culture. So I learned those things and that was part of my nature and my nurture growing up, but I was always fighting against those things because I really knew there was a better way or felt there was a better way. And so I became an encourager. I love to encourage people and help people move forward. Uh, I, I became a let's talk about it person. Hey, let's just kind of talk about what's going on, what's, what's happening. Uh, I find myself still in those roles, um, especially as a coach, as somebody who loves to help people move further, faster and process through things. I find myself in the situations a lot, which is, which is great. Um, but I always was a hard worker too. I always wanted to work hard. So if you can relate to that, right, raise a hand. <laughs> Some of those things I learned a lot from my father, who was a small engine mechanic, had his own small engine business. And my, both my parents were entrepreneurs, so I learned entrepreneurialism from, from them also. Uh, I say all that because, you know, part of real construction talk, uh, the heart behind it is that we give you real things 
that you can take, put in your pocket um, and take with you on the job site. Um, and we all have things that we grew up with that may have been healthy or not healthy. You know, our, our father may have been good to us, may have not been good to us, wherever you find yourself, whether it's a, something you were wired with or um, something that was nurtured in you along the way, we have a certain identity, a certain way, the way that we look at things, a map that we make up of the world and how the world works. And we work within that map and we do things out of that map. And a lot of times we do it subconsciously. It just kind of happens, right? We don't take full consciousness of why we're making the decisions that we're making. So um, in coaching, we use a little bit of the psychology and a little know, know a little bit about psychology and how we're wired and how we work, but also mentoring like, hey, this is where I've been before. We kind of bring those two things together through a process of helping you discover kind of why. So identity and who you are makes up or who you think you are and how you see the world working makes up how you puts to you put together how you make decisions out of that again consciously but generally subconsciously you kind of react because we're always trying to keep ourselves safe i don't know about you but i want to be safe i want to be well taken care of financially provided for make sure my family's safe you know make sure that nobody's hurting or if they are hurting get them some help um and then that's the big part of who we are. We're always trying to stay in comfort. So our brains are wanting to do that too. Um, so whether you're a leader in this, I know I'm going kind of deep with the psychological thing, but uh, hang on here. And I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. So we make decisions based on our identity and um, how we map out the world. So the question becomes, are we making good decisions for us and those around us, or are we making decisions that are maybe sometimes offensive or hurtful for those around us? And if you're not sure, maybe you need to ask, or maybe I'll just ask this, how's it going for you? How are things going for you? Are you in a constant state of fixing things and fires and people and situations in your company? Or are things generally going fairly smooth because you have processes in order, good people in place, and things seem to be working well? Do you find yourself in a place where you're not sure what day-to-day is going to bring and it could go to hell in a handbasket quickly? Um, things do happen. Don't get me wrong. But is it day-to-day you're in a fight-or-flight mode? Or can you sit back and you can really think about, about your business in general and go, you know, I kind of see where we're going. And I, I kind of have a really good feel for what's coming next. And when really hard things crop up or situations arise, you're not the only one making the decision of what needs to happen next. You have people that are in positions to help make those decisions and you trust them to make those decisions. Now, depending on your wiring, who you are, you're going to make decisions. And again, in the way that you're wired and in the way that nature has helped you to understand that you should make those decisions. So just, I remember working uh, for somebody early on and um, I knew that if I didn't do things exactly the way they said to do them, I was going to be corrected. And in this way, um, 
we want three bags of concrete at every hole and the hole a specific height and in depth. I mean, uh, and something, you know, to do something in the hole to make it so that um, the post will stay in it. Well, if I put, you know, four bags at one because I'm going to move one somewhere else and I turn around and do something, my boss would grab that bag, give like a, a huff or a shrug and throw it onto the next hole. I said three, you know, not realizing like, yeah, I just happened to have four bags there because I was taking two at a time and I'll get the other one over there when I bring the other two bags. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like I had the plan, but they were the type of leader they were, were do it now. Don't do it later. You're not listening to what I said. And that was really difficult for me um, because I didn't feel listened to. And I felt embarrassed and I felt like, hmm, things, <laughs> I can never do anything right. So sometimes we, we encounter bosses like that and we just say, well, that's how you lead. That's how you do it. I'm here to say that may not be the best way to lead. <laughs> it may not be good to carry those things out in that way. So how do I know if, if I'm being a good leader or not and how my map is my map working well for those around me? Well, the easiest way to do that is to ask, get some feedback. Uh, as a husband, <laughs> probably the hardest thing I can do or the most difficult thing I can do is ask my wife, how am I doing? How is her love tank full? Does she feel like I'm, she's being loved by me? That's a hard question, but it's a real one. How am I doing as a husband? Let her process that. Let her think about it and get back to me on it. See, that's that's super vulnerable and wide open, right? And fraught with all kinds of danger, I'm sure. But that's how we understand how we're really doing is getting feedback. And we make decisions sometimes either out of our out of who we are, our identity. But it can be based on a couple of things. It can be either based on a, I'm doing okay and have a faith that I'm going to move forward in life and things are going to be good or fear. And if I make decisions based on fear that something bad's going to happen, or if I don't do this, they're going to do something wrong against me and everybody's out to get me, then the consequences are that, guess what? Everybody's going to be out to get you. And you'll be able to prove that just by what happens in your life. But if you live on more of a faith principle, like things are going to be all right. Like I'm, I'm working really hard at this. And I know if I work hard and put my mind towards something, good things will happen. Hmm. Now, obviously that's general. Things happen. Hard things happen in life. No doubt about it. Absolutely true. But for the most part, are we a positive or are we a negative person? Are we living out of faith or are we living out of fear? Is our, our, our identity and the map, the way we look at the world, like in a positive way or in a negative way? You see here at, at Real Construction Talk, we want to help you process through those things and maybe give you some tools to move you forward to making better decisions as a leader, to make you or help you become, I should say, a world-class leader. That's what we're up to here at Real Construction Talk. And, you know, so Compass Leadership is is the parent company of this because that's what we do we're a coaching company that helps you go the next to the next place in your life uh, to become a better leader we want to support construction leaders in becoming better leaders in to lead better organizations right that do better work for a customer 
that provide better for their employees that make a name for themselves. So maybe you as a leader can begin to grow out of leading a company to maybe leading a community and being a leader in your community. And then after being a leader in community, what, what else can you do to help move things forward? Uh, philanthropically, like how are you giving? Because giving back is a huge part of who we want to be at Real Construction Talk and Compass. We want to build leaders that give back to their community too. So that's a little bit about who I am as a leader. I am probably the most unlikely to do this. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the next podcast. Um, about why I'm one of the most unlikely uh, guys to do this uh, and how uh, Derek Smith and I started this company. So thanks for listening today to Real Construction Talk. Um, Hopefully we'll catch you again on another one really soon. Have a great day.